0: Before we came out, he said we're coming here to win two games, and that's what we did. You
1: heard it, they're coming back from London 2 and 0. Oh. Jaguars starting to get rolling a little bit. Welcome into Teal the Show. It's a Victory Monday style episode. We've got Justin Barney here with me today. Justin, uh, let's start the show off. Since so it's Victory Monday style, big one against the Buffalo Bills yesterday for the Jags game ball. Who
0: was the player that you give the Teal the Show game ball to this week? It's tough because man, that defense played so well this week, but I'm gonna have to say Travis Etienne. Season high in rushing, two massive touchdowns in the fourth quarter so many good guys could add game balls Calvin Ridley the big third down catch Trevor with unbelievable throws uh, despite being under pressure all day but I'm gonna hand it out to Travis Etienne
1: all right I'm gonna go on the offense as well because the Jaguars offense definitely did come up uh, big in some clutch situations I gotta go Trevor Lawrence uh, Doug Peterson talked about some of the great throws that Trevor made during the game and yep. Trevor definitely made some clutch throws I mean the touchdown throw to Zay was right where it had to be beautiful pass there but the moment late in the game he drops it right in the bus it to calvin ridley in a big gotta have it third down identified the matchup that he needed that he had to get to that's got to be one of the best throws of his career so far in a big moment trevor lawrence he gets my game ball
0: third and four i mean you had to have that throw I mean, you go from almost having a uh, letting the game slip away that you really dominated but trevor i mean one of the best games of his career again under duress all day sacked five times and to be able to stand in the pocket against a six-man rush on that that blitz and throw that pass to Calvin Ridley, unbelievable play.
1: All right. Now, it wasn't all positive from the game. Let's start off talking about some of the injuries that we're keeping an eye on from it. Cam Robinson went down with an injury during the Jaguars game. Doug Peterson says he's going to be fine. Walker Little went down with an injury during the game on Sunday. He had an MRI today. We're going to have to wait and see with Walker Little. That's probably not the best news. Zay Jones also had just come back from a knee injury, went down with a knee injury again. He's having an MRI today as well. So uh, Zay Jones, that first touchdown pass just shows just how important he can be for the And Walker Little. That's huge, too. He's been the Jaguars' best offensive lineman this yeah, season. Yeah,
0: you look at, I mean, the, the Zay Jones play. I mean, he missed two games with that knee injury, and Jacksonville's offense just didn't have it with Zay Jones. And having Zay Jones in that offense gives it the complexity and the completion that it needs. You've got Calvin outside. You have Christian Kirk inside. And Zay Jones really gives that offense some up and go. So you really hate to think he's gone for any period of time. The, the Walker Little injury is a concern. You had your top offensive line, the five guys you thought would be there to to this season, you got 11 plays together. So the offensive line has not been good. You hope Calvin, uh, the, the addition of Cam Robinson back in the, the lineup would do that, but you got 11 plays. I'm worried about that Walker little injury.
1: Alright, now the big difference for the Jaguars offense against the Buffalo Bills had to be their way they were able to operate on third down. They've struggled in third down so far this season. On Sunday, the Jaguars offense was cooking on third down. A lot of big third down conversions, some great throws from Trevor Lawrence. He was 9-10 on third downs. That's just how great he was there. Doug Peterson says they didn't do anything different Get ready for this game. It was just guys going out there, making plays when the Jags needed them to.
2: That's really what it takes on third down. It just takes a little more effort, a little more energy, a little more focus and concentration to be able to overcome some of those third, and you know, uh, mediums and some even the third long scenarios um, that we had yesterday in that football game. So, you know, we didn't change anything up Our just our execution was better and um, guys making plays. And you know, that's what it's all
1: about in the NFL. The Jaguars have the talent that they need. They just need players to start stepping up and
0: making those plays in the big moments. Yeah, 10 of 18 on third down. I mean, 56% on third down when you entered the week. 29 percent unbelievable you had as just about as many third down conversions in one game than you had in the previous four combined so you had to see that start to come together you'd like to see those fourth downs starting to, to pick up as well too but third down conversions one of the weak spots of the team heading into the game they address that against the bills you got to see if you can build on that momentum wise against the Colts this week
1: all right when the Jaguars went to London they were a team that was kind of struggling they were one and two they came back two wins so now they have a positive record three and two record which is what they wanted what they needed it was a business trip now part of the trip to London spending 10 days over there Doug Peterson described it as a an old-school training camp type feel he said they weren't building any campfires or anything like that (laughs) over there so no s'mores for the team but he does feel like the time together helped out on the field
2: we didn't build a lot of campfires and huddle around campfires during the two weeks or 10 days but you know the fact that we got to spend time in the in the hotel together. Uh, you know, players went to dinner together. They just they just hung hung around. You know, played some golf together, different things like that. It's just a a time where I think you just get to get to know someone a little bit more, right? And um, uh, when you're in the you know when you're in the heat of the the battle out there in of the course of a game, you know you lean on each other that way. And, and we were able to do that for those ten days. And I think the guys really embrace that and and now it's a matter of coming back here you know continuing that same uh sort of mindset as we as we prepare this week and and really for the rest of uh you know the, really the first half of our season um you know which is the next next couple of ball games
1: you know, that team bonding, you can't under understate just how important it can be for players to be able to to talk to one another and know how the other guy thinks. That time together, it never hurts to be able to get that
0: during a year. No, and you, you even go back to high school or college. I mean, that's that is like the crux of building a team. You said high school teams, they go out in summer and spend a week somewhere together in camp landing or somewhere to have that team bonding. You do it at college and camp throughout the throughout the fall, and then I mean you look back at even the Jaguars and Tom Coughlin's first year, you didn't have training camp here he took the team up to Stevens Point Wisconsin to have that building to have that chemistry to knit that together and I think this London trip came at the absolute perfect time you team that was looking for an identity maybe reeling a little bit and London was the cure-all for the team you hope that carries on this week
1: all right the cure-all for the team was a trip across the pond we'll talk more about what's next now that the team is back here in Jacksonville straight ahead and kill we'll the show Welcome back into Teal the show. Now look, the Jaguars spent 10 days in London. Now they're back here in Jacksonville and they have to get adjusted. Look, the the team might be a little bit jet lagged. We talked about leading into the Bills game, how being over there in London was a little bit of an advantage for the Jaguars because they were adjusted to the time there. Well, now they got to get readjusted to the time here in Jacksonville. It is a change on a short week. Doug Peterson says he's going to have to keep a close eye on his team this week to see how they're handling it.
2: I'm going to be very mindful of that. This week, making sure the guys get plenty of rest during the week, um, uh, but at the same time, getting getting our work done uh, so that we can prepare for, you know, for Indy uh, on Sunday. But look, it's a it's a give and take um, this week. You know, the players have to understand that and and we still have to get our work in.
1: There is a reality to getting readjusted to the time after you're there for 10 days, your body kind of starts to get the clock changes and now they have to get their biological clocks changed back to Jacksonville time, get readjusted. It's gonna be a little bit of a rough week as far as practice. The guys are gonna be tired. Some of them might be dragging a little bit. Uh, but they have to still find a way to get that intensity and yeah. get ready for Sunday.
0: You made a, a good analogy in your story on Sunday. You talk about the you know you come back from vacation. You always love to have that built-in day when you come back and you recharge and you kind of don't have anything to do. Maybe grocery shop, laundry, or something like that. So the Jaguars are going to have to do that. Oh, by the way, you play one of the most physical jobs in the NFL or in the, in the world. You got to come back and get back into into gear and get back on American time, get back on Jacksonville hours. So. I know you were concerned with this return trip home, Jamal, more than the London trip, and I do think there's some validity to that. We'll see how they get acclimated back to Jacksonville this week. Yeah, this has been the game on the schedule that I just kind of X'd on and said, ah, this is
1: the most concerned game I'm about. Uh, or, uh, most game, game I'm most concerned about going into it. But now there has been some bad injury news for the Colts, which makes this game maybe a little bit less dangerous for the Jaguars. Anthony Richardson, they're expecting him to be sidelined for a while with an AC joint injury. That means... Dun done dun. Gardner Minshew probably going to be starting for the Colts for a little while that includes this week in Jacksonville uh Doug Peterson says that the good news is that they have plenty of tape on Gardner Minshew he's been playing good football for the Colts and they'll be ready for him
2: Gardner is going to probably uh he's still going to be athletic still going to be able to move around you know uh, get the ball out of his hand all those types of things so two different styles we got you know quite a bit of film on on uh, Gardner Minshew as well and and so it's uh Uh, Our defense will be well prepared look. I think everybody here in
1: Jacksonville knows what Gardner Minshew is about We all remember Minshew mania. I've said it more than once I think Gardner Minshew is the main character in this movie, and we're all just side characters (laughs) Um, I just do and I I think Gardner Minshew is going to be out for revenge on Sunday He's not a guy that remembers a team casting him off the way the Jaguars did but I don't think he's gonna get it now. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the game. Yeah,
0: you, I mean, you gotta love Gardner Minshew. I mean, he was a great story when he was with Jacksonville, yes. and I mean, you knew he wasn't gonna be the guy when Trevor Lawrence, no matter how much Urban Meyer tried to make the Trevor Gardner competition a true competition, you knew that was not gonna happen. So Gardner is the perfect quarterback, I think, to for the Colts to, to help with Anthony Richardson out. Gardner's won plenty of games in the NFL. He's a fan favorite, I think he'll get a warm reception in Jacksonville, but I do think the Jaguars, you know, playing Anthony Richardson in Game 5 as opposed to Gardner Minshew, I think they like these chances a little bit better.
1: Now, keep in mind, the Colts also haven't won here in Jacksonville since 2014. Now, last time that the Colts won here in Jacksonville, Gus Bradley was the Jaguars head coach. Now he's the Colts defensive coordinator. So, uh, you know... All good streaks come to an end and that's kind of how I felt going into the year. Not so sure I feel like that now, now that Anthony Richardson won't be playing on the field this week. Uh, Gardner Minshew definitely is a guy who can carve up a defense or two. We've seen that happen here in Jacksonville. It's almost three years to the day. The last time Gardner Minshew started a game, a regular season game in Jacksonville, almost three years. It was October 18th, 2020, last time he
0: started one. Wow. Yeah. Remember Gardner Minshew, hey, he cut some George on the Mark Burnell show for us. He was a fan favorite. You love Gardner Minshew and what he stood for, and he was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But, you know, again, Gardner Minshew at this point in his career, uh, you know what he is. He's that serviceable backup. You got you to gotta hope Jacksonville can, can get over that Gardner Minshew hump. No more Minshew magic in Jacksonville. All right,
1: the real question, and this is uh, what we'll wrap up the show with. All right, the real question. Cheers or boos when Gardner Minshew takes the field?
0: Oh, tons of cheers for Gardner Minshew. You can't can't imagine boo. Why would you boo Gardner Minshew? He was so amazing in Jacksonville. I mean, Uncle Rico, all the skits and the attention for Gardner Minshew, just because he wanted a long-term answer here, does not cheapen what he means to Jacksonville. He was a breath of fresh air when he was here.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if we see quite a few uh, Gardner Minshew Jaguars jerseys in the stands on Sunday for that game.